Two new dams are proposed on the Little Colorado River. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. A hurricane is churning in the eastern Atlantic Ocean, and while it is currently not threatening any land, it may be a sign of the climate crisis. Hurricane Lorenzo is now a Category 5 storm, and it's huge, unlike anything in the record books. If it were close to the U.S., its clouds would cover the entire east coast. The hurricane is forecast to pass near the Azores off Portugal early this week and could possibly affect Ireland and the UK later with strong winds and heavy rain. As Lorenzo strengthened, the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change released a new alarming report focused on the oceans. The panel states that global warming has already reached one degree Celsius above the pre-industrial era, and the oceans and cryosphere have been taking the heat. The consequences are already occurring. People in coastal cities and remote Arctic communities are being forced to change their ways of life. People in mountainous regions are experiencing changes in water availability due to the decline of glaciers, snow, and ice. And by 2050, extreme level events such as high tides and intense storms like Lorenzo that used to occur once a century could happen every year. However, the report was optimistic that we can address the climate crisis by cutting back on carbon emissions. One of the tributaries of the Colorado River is the Little Colorado River that stretches for about 340 miles in Arizona and flows into Grand Canyon National Park between Lake Powell and Lake Mead. A company based in Phoenix wants to build two dams on the Little Colorado, about six miles from the confluence. And last week, the project gained a preliminary permit from the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. The pumped hydro project proposes to generate electricity by circulating water between two reservoirs. Water is captured in the lower pool and pumped back up to the upper reservoir where it spins turbines as it's released. The plan has been severely criticized. Taylor McKinnon of the Center for Biological Diversity told the Arizona Republic that it would industrialize what is a very remote area and impede the recovery of the endangered humpback chub, the last remaining chub species in the Grand Canyon. In a statement, another environmental group, the Grand Canyon Trust, said that the project is an uncommon Unconscionable assault, not only on the iconic river, but also on the Navajo Nation where the dams would be built. Other dams on the Little Colorado have been proposed before, but were deemed unfeasible because they would rapidly fill with sediment. The permit granted last week only allows the company to conduct studies at this time. The farmers of California's Central Valley are turning to a new crop in order to adjust to water scarcity. The new crop? Solar electricity. The Sacramento Bee reports that an estimated 13,000 acres have already been converted. The valley has always faced water shortages, and in January, a new law goes into effect that will gradually reduce the amount of groundwater that can be extracted from wells. For decades, aquifers have been seriously overpumped. During the recent drought, farmers were criticized for pumping so much water that the valley floor sank or subsided. As farmers curtail their water usage, the Public Policy Institute of 
California predicts that many more acres could be permanently retired and estimates that 50,000 acres may produce electricity instead of tomatoes, pistachios, almonds, grapes, and dairy products. Besides converting to solar, some farmland is being donated through conservation easements to nonprofit organizations for wildlife habitat. However, the retirement of farmland is having major impacts on farm workers, and it's likely many will have to move to find jobs elsewhere. Researchers have discovered a way to replace man-made chemicals in thousands of household products with an abundant natural resource. Many chemicals, called surfactants, are used in things like soaps, medicines, sunscreens, makeup, and even insecticides. The compounds hold oil and water together, but many of them end up in oceans. Scientists at the University of Portsmouth have developed a method to make non-toxic and environmentally friendly alternatives to the chemicals by using agricultural waste, such as corn cobs, barley husks, and rice straw. The straw is a byproduct of harvesting rice, and millions of tons are created each year. Science Daily explains that farmers burn it, resulting in harmful emissions. The process to make the soap from straw and other farm waste uses good bacteria, such as those in yogurt, cheese, or honey. There has been considerable interest in biosurfactants due to their low toxicity and biodegradability. Finally, if you've ever had a pedicure at a salon, you've probably soaked your feet in a basin of water. But that tub uses somewhere between 13 and 18 gallons, nearly the same amount as the average shower. So some spas are trying to reduce their water footprint, so to speak. According to Fast Company, in order to save water, several businesses are switching to dry scrubs and moisturizing socks to prepare toes for painting. And they say there are other benefits besides conservation. Avoiding the tub is more sanitary because the possibility of getting infections is lower. Leftover water from previous pedicures can remain in a foot basin, which becomes a hospitable environment for bacteria. Also, going waterless will mean a better pedicure because the polish will last longer. That's because soaking expands nails, leading to cracks in the polish after they shrink to their normal size. Salons are moving toward being eco-friendly, non-toxic environments because customers are demanding it. But this not only benefits patrons, but also the low-wage, often immigrant workers exposed to harsh chemicals, including three that have been dubbed the toxic trio, formaldehyde, toluene, and phthalates. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association. Discuss solutions for protecting and managing aging infrastructure at WIC19. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash water infrastructure.